Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.high5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Berg. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me in the Above180.com podcast is Jonathan Hyman. Jonathan and his Bowler Shop One team are currently leading at the USBC Open Championships in Las Vegas. Jonathan, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, John. Well, your team left Vegas with the lead. You guys uh, in the team event of the Open Championships. I'd like to first begin with, I guess, leading up to the tournament. You guys were all out of the St. Louis area there. What was your preparation for this year? Was it any different than what it had been based on uh, some of the COVID restrictions we're seeing all across the country? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, for the most part, guys were um, bowling and finishing up their leagues uh, to stay ready. Uh, I know there were some few local tournaments going on that guys bowled in um, to help stay uh, tournament ready as well. Um, And then another big thing was we bowled the Ozarks, uh, Tim, uh, Steven, and myself. We bowled the Ozark, Greater Ozarks, down in Springfield, Missouri, about three weeks ago, um, which was also a good uh, prep for us on – a modified house or challenge challenge, uh, pattern. Um, We didn't really get a chance to have a team practice session. Uh, We were trying to set up some times available, but uh, with everyone's schedule, we couldn't get all five guys together at the same time. All right, so you guys head to Vegas. Uh, I guess just give me your overall impressions of of the event and the way things went regarding uh, the new protocols put in place with COVID. Yeah, no, the protocols, it was different. Uh, obviously, bowling with only one team on a pair, uh, it was definitely a little different, uh, not having that many spectators. I think they're allowing 150. Um, that was different as well as most of the seats were empty. Um, but wearing a mask and um, using the USBC uh, COVID protocols and guidelines uh, really wasn't much of a difference. Um, kind of used to bowling in a mask, uh there for a while as uh, bowling alleys wanted you to wear a mask. I mean, the only thing I think was different was you could take down your mask uh, while bowling around here. Um, But obviously in Vegas, they're allowing you to 
pull down your mask whenever you take a drink or are eating, but um, I don't think it has an effect on bowling or, you know, what you should um, be able to do while bowling. You mentioned that 150 number. Did uh, Was there someone at the door counting, and did, did it ever seem like there were people waiting to get in? I, I'm curious how that all went and what, what you observed when you guys were there. Yeah, no, I don't think there was anyone counting um, necessarily. I didn't see anyone counting. Um, I know they wanted all of the spectators to uh, wear their mask um, while watching. Um, but, yeah, there was nothing – out there that they were counting or anything like that okay and now as we head to the tournament um and and let's talk about uh the equipment you guys were using what you what your game plan was heading into the event and then ultimately how things uh, how things seem to to jive for you starting out with you know a 10 23 and and then working your way up yeah no yeah i mean we briefly talked about a gameplay uh, plan in the uh, holding room um, but once they said that we only had six minutes of practice we've kind of just said uh, you know it's more about getting loose and getting the body warmed up getting it in motion getting in um, that bowling mindset um, and then it was just trusting our shots and playing wherever we thought we should play individually um, just you know, it was, it came down to shot making. Um, you know, the first game we kind of had a few guys struggle a little bit. Uh, but the, the thing that we did really well was communicated amongst each other. We didn't let anyone, um, get down on them on themselves or, um, you know, get frustrated with how they were bowling early. Um, we just kept talking to them, um, making sure that, Hey, you know, you're right there. You're right there. You know, just got to make consistent shots and uh eventually game two and game three we did that and uh, i think we only had one open in game three which uh was pretty remarkable yeah now um i I know it's it's completely up to you how much you want to give away as far as what you guys did where you played but would you be at least interested or willing to share any manufacturers that you guys are using or what what equipment looked well for you out there or worked well in the tournament yeah, I think uh, we had two Phase 2s, uh, two RSTs, and a Venom Shock. So a little bit. It was a couple different one, couple different manufacturers, and you guys were, were hitting across the boards. And did you feel like the transition this year with the less play was like it had been in years past? Was it faster? Was it slower? Or was it about the same? I would say it was relatively about the same. Um, this is, I, I believe, Tim, Stephen, and myself. Uh, that this was our year, third year uh, bowling in the Open Championships. It was uh, Billy's second year, and then it was Scott's first year um, bowling. Um, so you know, we don't have too much Open experience, and you know, from past years, um, not sure how they play year to year. Or, you know, what's the difference between Syracuse and Vegas? Um, so, you know, it was, you know, it's tough to get a true feeling of how it plays year in and year out. Did you feel they were similar to the years past that you bowled? I think it was Vegas when we had it. And then maybe, like you said, Syracuse was the one before that. Is that a fair statement? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I think they were pretty close. Uh, we've only ever bowled in, uh, when it's been in Vegas. Um, so, yeah, I would assume that's a fair assessment. And I, I went and through and looked, and, and you and your your brother, uh, you guys whacked them in all the events. 
But um, the rest of the guys, uh, you know, not, not, not bad for USB-C standards. Trust me, most people listening would, would take those numbers of what they're shooting. But what do you, what do you think it was for you two that, that you guys matched up so well after putting up that big number and then moving to doubles and singles as well? Yeah, it, it was a good uh, tournament all around for, you know, everyone, um, you know, my brother and myself as well. Uh, it was just, it just came down to shot making, um, and being really consistent, uh, day in and day out. Um, you know, we didn't give up the pocket too much or make too many errors, um, in singles and doubles. Um, so it was just making sure that, you know, we went through our bowling motions like we have for the past, you know, 20 years of our lives and doing our pre-shot routines and post-shot routines and, you know, just taking it one shot at a time. And before we go, I do want to remind folks, please remember, check out h5gbrands.com for your dye-supplemented jersey as you prepare for the Open Championships. That's what I'll be wearing when I'm out there competing. Get your jersey as well. Use promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order with that promo code. No hidden artwork fees, thousands of designs, Great customer service skills. They work with you through the whole process. I just went through this and finishing going through this actually where I had a design I was looking to get on a shirt. So I sent uh, sent them the design. They sent me the mock-up. Everything looks great. So I'll be getting my jersey back here before I head out to Las Vegas. So do all of that. Again, no hidden artwork fees. Use that promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. Again, check all those designs out. No hidden artwork fees h5gbrands.com and while you're in vegas don't forget as well check out the bowling this month tournament the btm tournament that rick ramsey and his wife gail run they've been running that for years do a great job so check that out as well check out bowlingthismonth.com as well online seeing all the new ball reviews on your left hand side a great place to go for some resources if you're looking to pick up that new equipment also lots of great articles right there helping your mental game your physical game everything you need all at your fingertips again check everything out bowlingthismonth.com so at what point did did there or was there ever a point when there's kind of the buzz starts people start looking and people are scoreboard watching they see you guys you know shoot the first game you know just over a thousand and then 11 19 and then the third game, they see all the strikes and see all the, you know, the, the lack of opens. Does that buzz kind of start about midway through the game? Or when did people start kind of taking note of you guys? I think it might have been, you know, towards the end of game two. Uh, not 100% positive because some of the spectators there were um, part of our uh, four-team group. Um, so they were kind of spread out. But it started really to, uh, I would say, hit us, you know, midway through game three when, uh, you know, we have, I think, one open, and I think that was the second frame, and then we have a bunch of guys on a string of strikes. I think Scott starts with the front seven that game, and uh, my brother Tim and uh, Steven, they were striking along with Billy. Uh, so it started to, you know, you started to feel the buzz, and you knew something was going on, um, but at the same time, I don't know how many people uh, – on our team knew what the number was to take over the lead. Um, I didn't know until after I got done bowling, whenever Bill, Billy told me um, that no matter what Tim or uh, Steven do, we had already taken over the lead. Um, so yeah, the buzz started going and, you know, the nerves, you could tell they were there, but uh, at the same time, 
if we left, uh, we were just trying to hit the head pin, make our spares and fill the frames and um, post a good number. So you leave Vegas shooting 33.52. After having bowled on it, how confident are you guys that that number will hold up? Uh, I think we, we have a group chat and we said about 70%. Um, you know, we're hopeful. I know, uh, I, I believe Adam Barda and his group are bowling this weekend coming up. Uh, so, you know, when you hear or see, you know, some of the big groups like that going through, and if they don't touch your number or pass your number, then you can start to feel um, more confident in it and, you know, actually think that it's going to hold up. Well, I know you said this is your guys, you know, your your third year you guys have been there, but the thing I feel like this year, because it's more condensed than years past, where there there used to be, and, and uh, it was even like this in, in Syracuse, and I know you, but even some of the Vegas tournaments, there'd be some lulls where you'd have a good group, you know, a good couple weeks of bowlers, but then it would be slow. Now I feel like you guys are, someone's going to have to be, or, or how are you guys handling that as, as one person? keeping an eye on, on what's going on out there or are you all taking turns? Because now I feel like you're going to have to be watching a lot because like you said, you got Barda's group coming and then you got this next group coming and then you have this group coming and it seems like you could almost drive yourself crazy just trying to keep up with uh, who's out there and when they're bowling. Yeah, no, definitely. I, it could be a long uh, two months here uh, since it ends, I believe July 18th. could be a long two months, but uh, like I told the guys earlier, since uh, they kept telling me I'm the old man of the group, I'll just let Facebook tell me if there's a lead change. Um, you know, I'll, they, they post that pretty quickly. Um, so I, I don't think we're going to be looking every day. You know, maybe this weekend we might see what, uh, whenever uh, Barter's group's pulling, you know, see how they're doing and um, see what their block looks like. Um, but other than that, I think it's mainly going to be um, just kind of let Facebook tell us and if things change, they change. And hopefully, you know, we stay in the top three, top five, uh, if people do surpass our number. You're 3352. Do you guys think you got all that you had out there or did you guys leave some, I know you said you had some open that first game where you just were 10, 23. You said you had some opens that game, but do you feel you got as much as you could, or could you guys have been closer to 3,400? Uh, I believe we should have been at least probably to 3420, 3430. Uh, I believe game two, Scott and myself, we were on a string of strikes and we both opened in the 10th. Um, I also believe uh, my brother and Steven, they uh, left the 10 10, their first shot in the 10th, game two as well. Um, so they could have got easily another, uh, I think, 120 pins between them two. Um, so yeah, I, I, we could have easily, uh, I think we could easily got to 34, 30, um, if it weren't for, you know, a slow start. Um, but you know, one of it just, it is what it is. We left some pins out there, but then we also left and then, but we also got a probably hundred pins worth of trip fours. Um, so you need some bowling luck if you're going to win a tournament. One final little bit of a follow-up, because I've had this kind of discussion with people, too, regarding how much information to share and how much information not to share. And we've, we've been kind of go back and forth, even between my group of friends that we bowl with. And I, I see, really, I see both sides to this, because I'm, I'm curious as to your thought as to not sharing a lot, because I feel like one side of it, and, and this is 
partly true in my opinion. You could tell me everything to the layout, the ball, the surface, and every, everything with what you guys threw. I would still have to go out there and try to execute it, and my guess is my ball roll is not even close to yours or your guys, and we'd have to you know, execute with the same sort of precision you guys did. That's one school of thought. The other school of thought is, you know what, let them figure it out on their own. Yeah, no, I, I would say if it was a different scenario, you know, if we weren't leading or we didn't think we have a good chance, you know, yeah, maybe we might share more information than um, what we had shared already. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, if it does hold up, we would love to come back on the podcast and uh, talk about what we did exactly and how, how well uh, we were able to uh, bowl out there. Well, awesome. I may, uh, I probably, I shouldn't say I may, I will take you up on that offer, Jonathan Hyman, and then we may even get your whole team on. I know we had talked about getting a few of the guys on uh, this show, but but if you guys win, the offer will be open for who, uh, however many folks would like to join us and we can chat about things and uh, and go over things and go, go over things a little bit more in in depth and in detail with you guys. So Jonathan Hyman, want to thank you for being here now on the podcast and, um, and we'll see if that score holds up. It sounds like from what you're saying and even all the things we're reading, numbers are out there to be had, and, and we'll see if it uh, if it can hold up for you guys. Yeah, yeah no, appreciate, thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me on today.